Hey everyone, Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com, we've done your homework. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig with details. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast, uh, Chuck. I was just caught by surprise. How about you? Uh, I was caught by surprise as well. I mean, the push of a button and pow, here, here we, we are. are. Yeah, Stuff You Should Know is what you're listening to. Um, and uh, what? We have a, we ha- we're actually doing a special request. Uh-huh, our first one. fairly rare for us. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, yeah, if it's our first one, then it's exceedingly rare. <laughs> yes. um, uh, it, we got a letter from a soldier in Iraq, uh-huh. right? And uh, he says... He says, uh, hey, guys, I'm deployed to Iraq right now and uh, just recently subscribe, subscribe excuse me, to your podcast. They're great to listen to in my downtime. I just listened to the newest one about where it's best to get shot. One of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> I think the hands and feet are the best also, so he agrees with us. And yeah. he wants to request to do one about body armor. We wear this stuff out here in Iraq, and some of the guys would kind of like to know how what we wear works. Donald Anderson in Baghdad. Thank you, Mr. Anderson. And we don't have, it didn't say, like, Corporal right. Anderson of right. the whatever battalion. So that's all we have to go Should on. we go so far as to call him Donald? Sure. It seemed like a fairly casual email, yeah, right? we're civilians. Yeah. I think we can do And, uh, well, we're, gonna, we're doing this for two reasons. Number one, he legitimized our theory that the hands and feet are the best place to get shot. Sure. What with him being a soldier in Iraq, if he agrees, then, yeah, we're legitimate. Secondly, um, Chuck really wanted to do this uh, because he's trying to make up for the fact that his father was a draft dodger. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's, you know, that's that's pretty much the criteria for us to do a special request. Right. My father doesn't listen to these, so I have no chance of being called out on that. Okay, good, good. And neither do the Quakers. This is actually a thank you to the soldiers over there. Yeah, that's much more succinct. It is. Well, let's get into it. All right. So we, we started researching uh, a couple articles on body armor on the site, and this is what we came up with, Chuck. You want to you wanna lead off here? Uh, sure. A um, little history of body armor, I guess. Yes. It's been around for a long, long time. We're talking thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nothing like the body armor today. No, it was clearly. like animal hides or tree bark or something, right? Yeah. Early on, I think, uh, man figured out that... Uh, hurled objects hurt when they hit your body, and it might be a smart thing to put tree bark or just whatever I can get my hands on, and that evolved uh, eventually into metal, mm-hmm. of course. Which, which actually, that heavier. worked for a really long time. Yeah, it worked really well. Uh, because, you know, I mean, all you're defending yourself against, if you have, like, chain mail, I don't know how many of you are, or if you, Chuck, ever played Dungeons & Dragons. But I did. There's all sorts of different, you know, kind of... Uh, Males, sure. Armor, right? Um, and it, you know, you, you you get more hit points. I believe I haven't played since I was. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks, right? Um, but uh, w- anyway, 
it works because all you're doing is defending yourself against a sword. Right. You know, sword loses to chainmail every time, right? Right. But we came up with something. We invented something, and it kind of made armor obsolete. Right, because armor clearly is bulky, heavy, hard to maneuver. It is, and also if you get shot with a bullet, it's probably going to go through a metal plate. Right. And so once we really got gunpowder under control, armor isn't anybody wearing armor like that's in trouble. Right. But people were running around getting shot and not necessarily just in the hands or feet. So we needed to come up with something. And finally, we come up with modern body armor. Exactly. The kind you see, you know, um, Jamie Foxx running around a Baghdad in in that one movie that I never saw. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that one. Um, so, you know, like a Kevlar vest. Right. Not and, bulletproof. No. People call these bulletproof vests, and that is incorrect, actually. Bullet resistant, right? Bullet resistant is preferred. Um, there's no, no proof to it. Okay. It's not 100% all the time. They do their best, but they can't claim to be bulletproof. I think um, Donald's going to find this kind of discomforting. Right. I think I think they know. <laughs> okay. Well, we also probably shouldn't use the word Kevlar as a catch-all because that's actually a specific brand name made by DuPont, right? It is. So that's like calling, you know, any copier Xerox or right. or any kind of pain reliever Tylenol. So Correct. Kevlar is a specific type of thread, right? Right. It's a fiber. It's a fiber. And uh, pound for pound or ounce per ounce or gram for gram, however you'd weigh it, it's, what, five times stronger than a similar steel strand of fiber? Uh, correct. Of okay. the same weight. So basically, what, you, this is all woven together? Right. I think in the article, it uses a good uh, frame of reference to help understand it. If you think of a soccer goal mm-hmm. with the net in the back, when, when you kick the ball into the net, every piece of the net reacts to it. So even though it hits a very small part... Uh, because it's woven together uh, vertically and horizontally, mm-hmm. it all absorbs the impact, and it's kind of a similar concept. It's like a big, very, very tightly woven net that right. you're wearing. And, and I guess kind of like uh, if you've ever played tennis, when you hit a ball into the net, if it's uh-huh. a loose net, it's going to go onto the other side into the net further. Right. But if you keep that net really tight, it's going to bounce off with, with barely any movement whatsoever. Right. How's so, your net game these days? It's not so good anymore. Not that so good. Yeah, I haven't played in a while. So, I haven't either. Yeah. But, um, okay, so there's the, both a tennis and a soccer analogy. Right. Which I think is more than enough. Uh-huh. But, but with, with Kevlar and other kinds of um, soft bulletproof vests, we'll get into hard bulletproof vests momentarily, um, these, thing, these weaves are so tight that um, the impact of a bullet is distributed across them. Exactly. Right? So it's layered. There's different layers. I right. think they're covered in uh, plastic film. Uh, yeah, sometimes there's a resin that's mm-hmm. woven in as well. And then there's they're sandwiched. Like each each layer is made more rigid with like a plastic a plastic layer on either side of the Kevlar right. weave. Right. And then that's a layer. And then there's layer upon layer. So you know maybe fourteen or fifteen layers depending on how how thick it is. Right. The problem is it's like a piece of paper. If you take a piece of paper, you can easily fold it. If you take a ream of paper, it makes it much more difficult to fold. Correct. So such is the case with uh, layer upon layer of bullet-resistant material. But obviously the more you have, the better off you're going to be, although you want to still be able to draw your gun. Yeah. You don't want to be like Randy in A Christmas Story. You can't right. put his arms down. You I know? can't put my arms down. Exactly. You're going to be in big trouble. Yeah. So we've reached the point. Here's the point of contention. You want protection that can stop a bullet. and Or uh, fragment. 
Or fragment, sure. In the case of war. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, but at the same time, you want uh, flexibility. You want motion. Absolutely. And when we're talking about um, uh, hard body armor, these are actually like ceramic plates. It's not like ceramic, like a coffee mug that would be almost useless. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, what, what's it called, Chuck? It's like alumina or something like that. There's a, it's a type of ceramic. Um, right. Let me check on that. Okay. As you continue. <laughs> anyway, it's a type. Actually, that's right. It's alumina. Yes. Uh, it's a type of ceramic plate, and it's exceedingly hard, and uh, it, it doesn't shatter like you know a, a ceramic coffee mug would. Um, and these things are, they'll, they will stop a bullet. Yeah. That's pretty much guaranteed. The problem is they're thick, um, and you only want to wear them when you know somebody's going to be shooting at you. Right. I, I think the key here to the ceramic plates is they will stop a rifle bullet, whereas your average uh, Kevlar vest, soft vest, uh, will stop a 9 millimeter pistol round. Mm-hmm. So if you know, like you said, if you know you're going to get shot, which is probably not a good feeling, no. or if you have a hunch that you're going to get shot, um, they make a lot of these soft vests now with pockets that you can slip the ceramic plate into and out of, mm-hmm. which is good. Right. So if you're walking around Detroit, uh, you can just wear the soft vest. Right. Uh, if you're walking around Baghdad, you should probably keep these ceramic plates in at all times. I would, I would say that's a good that. idea. Okay. Um, all right. So that's the that's the soft body armor, the hard body armor. Uh-huh. Um, and Chuck, I actually went a little off. I, I found uh, another article called "Liquid Body Armor." Really? Yeah. Okay. So that that problem we were talking about, flexibility, but also strength. Uh huh. Um, they may have it licked. How's that? There's a stuff called shear thickening fluid. Okay. STF. And basically, what it is is it's these tiny little uh, particles of silica, right? And they're suspended in uh, some kind of oily, s- kind of slick, oily substance, uh-huh. uh, polyethylene glycol, I believe is what it's usually used. And so the particles are just sitting there, and they're actually repelled by one another. They, do- they don't want to be around one another. They're just kind of taking up space. Okay. So they slide over one another very easily. So it's kind of liquidy, right? Right. But an impact actually... It, it overwhelms the repulsive forces, and all of a sudden these silica particles form this shield. Really? Yeah, and it happens in a, a few milliseconds. Uh-huh. So, I mean, the moment the bullet starts to touch that vest, it, it just to, right? it turns into the shield. Wow. But the but but the beauty part is is that after the bullets you know been stopped and bounced off or whatever, um, this liquid the these the silica particles start to repel once once more, and now this average ordinary Kevlar vests, body armor, it goes back to being, you know, supple and easy to move in. Wow. How cool is that? That sounds like some Batman stuff. It totally does. And um, it, it does, actually. Yes. I love it when you bring in the supplemental stuff that you don't even tell me about, Josh. It, we'll, we'll get I feel this. like I'm learning. I'd like to keep you on point. Hey, everybody. It's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website, whether it's an online course or custom merch. Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income 
with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the apparently in tests of these, this kind of, this, uh, what is it? A sheer thickening fluid. And actually, uh, our, one, our colleague Tracy Wilson used a, a great example. It's like cornstarch and water. Uh-huh. If you put it in equal parts, um, they just kind of, um, it's, it's still liquidy. Right. But uh, you can make it into a ball okay. because you're applying pressure. Right. But when you put the ball back down, it's going to go back into a, more of a liquidy state. It's very much the same, except not quite. Right. Okay. The beauty thing about shear thickening fluid is that uh, in tests, from what I understand, uh, the, you need four layers of Kevlar um, to get the same stopping power with right. the STF on it, to get the same stopping power as 14 layers of plain old, also called neat wow. Kevlar. So it's much more flexible. Right. But it works. Now, are they? is this in uh, use right now, or is this still in development? I believe it has exited development and started to go into production. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you can get your hands on a uh, on a Kevlar vest, piece of body armor with STF, right. that's the one you want. Right. You know? Because you can draw a gun faster than anybody. Sure. And that's important. I know they say a lot of times that... With the uh, heavier vest, uh, police officers are less likely to use them. So what good is a vest if it's in your police car? Yeah, exactly. So they try to make them as comfortable as possible so the, so the officers of the law and military will be more likely to put them on. Yeah. Well, there's one other aspect that you have to we have to take into consideration that I we don't necessarily, but, you know, manufacturers of, of bullet-resistant right. body armor should. Um, and that is blunt force trauma. Right. Okay, so that the both the uh, tennis and the soccer analogy had a commonality. Um, when that ball hits that net, the net gives some. Sure. You don't want your Kevlar, I'm sorry, you don't want your body armor to give. Right, because it's still touching your body. Right. And even if it's not piercing, it could do some serious internal damage, I would imagine. Yeah, when we were talking about best place to get shot, uh, we talked about uh, cavitation. Right. And uh, I, I imagine this would be kind of similar. It would be like cavitation without a puncture wound, you know? Mm-hmm. It could probably do some serious damage to soft tissue, maybe even create enough of a shockwave to break a bone. Right. They've got this problem lick, though. Uh, body armor manufacturers have the, this this exceedingly tight weave. Sure. They take advantage of, like you said, the horizontal and the vertical weave, and it so efficiently distributes the uh, the force of the bullet that you'll feel it, but you actually won't feel where the bullet hit. It'll feel just it all you'll, over. your whole your whole torso will will 
feel the impact. Right. They actually twist the wires, too, the uh, fibers, I'm sorry, as well. So they're twisted and woven and twisted. So what you get is a really dense, dense weave. Yeah, they go to a lot of trouble, and for good reason. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, there's some other stuff that's on the horizon, I understand. Things like chicken feathers? Yeah. Did you hear about this? Uh, I did. Uh, Kevlar, you know, works pretty well, but they are their people are always searching for better and better ways to protect our soldiers and officers of the law and citizens, if you'd like one. Yeah. Well. That's, I want to discount the can, citizen. You can definitely one. walk around with one if you like. Uh, well, there's one called uh, fiber called Vectran, and Vectran is about twice as strong as Kevlar, which is five to ten times stronger than steel, which is good. They're experimenting with uh, spider silk, believe it or not. Yeah, they've actually genetically engineered goats to produce yeah. spider silk. That is, and I, I, no I take it maybe their hair grows like that. I have no idea because I don't know where the silk would come out of the poor goat. Yeah. We'll, we'll look into that. and uh, I think that's the question of the day right there. Yeah, we'll touch on that. Yeah, how, how do goats podcast. produce spider silk? And uh, chicken feathers, as you said, is a possibility. Um, researchers in Nebraska are spinning these feathers into a cloth, and it turns out it's really uh, sturdy because of the honeycomb texture of the feather. So Very cool. Go figure. One yeah. day, your body armor might be uh, the same thing that's in your pillow. Yes. And to find out how bullet-resistant chickens are, you could shoot one with a gun. Yeah. You could conduct your own field test. I guess you could. All right. Well, Chuck, uh, that's body armor. And actually, there's a lot more to it. Um, I would strongly recommend uh, Donald or anyone else who's very interested in it to uh, check it out on our handy search bar. Uh-huh. I think just body armor will do. We'll probably bring up some stuff. It absolutely will. But uh, before we let you go, how about some listener mail? Sounds good to me. So today, keeping with the uh, bullet thing that we've got going on, the body armor, uh, we're going to read a couple of uh, suggestions for where to get shot, Yes, which is one of our recent podcasts. We, we left one part off. We did. We, and both of these are pretty good suggestions, so I'll, I'll read them real quick. Uh, William Hartel, who is a dentist in St. Louis, writes and suggests the mouth is a good place to get shot. He uh, is a dentist, like I said, and during his hospital training, he treated a man who'd been shot in the face. Uh, when he examined him, it became clear that he had been shot at close range in the cheek. And it basically went through one side, went out the other, never hit any teeth, and only did slight damage to the dorsum of his tongue, he said. And obviously, two holes in his cheeks. Where's the dorsum? I don't know. we have to look that up. Okay. Maybe William can write us back yeah, and let right. us know. Uh, the exit side was badly bruised, he said, which I would figure. But they basically uh, stitched him up, a few stitches, and... That was uh, that was all he needed. So the mouth. If you can manage to get shot through your cheeks without it touching anything else, I would agree. That's an except the dorsum of your tongue. And then we have Lewis from North Carolina. Parentheses born in Ethiopia. He yes, says, which yeah. is very interesting. Uh-huh. He said the hand or foot was the best place. Uh, even, or I'm sorry, we said that, but he suggests the buttocks. And, and he's not the only one. There was another person who suggested the buttocks. Right. And I know in the podcast we mentioned the bundle of nerves in the pelvic region. Yeah. And he said if you could manage to get shot in the buttocks and avoid this region, uh, presumably, again, like the cheek, maybe from the side, it would go in this cheek and out the other. I would say that's probably not a bad place to get shot either. Yeah. Other than the fact that it, you wouldn't be able to sit down. You'd have to lay on your stomach for a while. The dorsum of your tongue would remain intact, however. True. Yeah. So those are both pretty good suggestions. Uh, from our readers for a good place to get shot. Yeah. And so if you can manage, if you know, if you're held at gunpoint to uh, get the cheek in there or uh, 
whether it's on your backside or your face, then you might be doing well. I'd still take a foot any day of the week. <laughs> uh, I'd like that not to be challenged. <laughs> right. So we want to thank them for writing in, and we want to thank Donald, especially uh, our friend in the military serving uh, the United States and Iraq. And to all of our friends in the military, thank exactly. you. Exactly. Thank you very much. I hope you get this podcast, and I hope it finds you well, uh, along with your fellow soldiers, and maybe you know what you're wearing protecting you right now. Yeah, and if you want to send a uh, an email to us to let us know what you're doing at any given point in time, whether it's walking the streets of Detroit or the streets of Baghdad or whatever, uh, you can email us at stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.